welcome. To the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Podcast. This is Spencer. And today, we are back to the topic of wrestling. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to let you know that I am joined by my illustrious co-hosts, the other melanated gentlemen in the league, uh, two gentlemen that I'm always happy to be on the hot mic with. This is Brandon, a.k.a. the Tribal Chief. <laughs> uh, and Jordan. Brandon, that's racist. <laughs> Man, there's chiefs in African culture, so we're straight. We just had a whole episode about diversity, and here go Brandon. I mean, chiefs is diverse. The chiefs is many different cultures. Actually, my my son will call my dad chief. Like that will be. That's dope. I like name. that. Um, but um, anyway, uh, as I said today, uh, we're coming back to wrestling uh, by popular demand. I think th- there are a couple of people who have asked me about. Um, another wrestling episode and so here we are um you know near and dear for brandon makes of more, course that makes that makes my heart happy honestly. <laughs> <laughs> makes my heart happy i'm not gonna lie so, yes we get to well i get to reminisce brandon gets to you know live freely because he's still into wrestling and i oh. stepped away from it uh many moons ago and just kind of hear stuff here and there so Brandon, speaking of that, um, for anybody who has stepped out and is thinking about stepping back in uh, or, you know, redabbling anything, do you have any uh, recommendations for the folks for anything that they should be paying attention to, anything that's going on right now? Uh, what, do you, what do you like uh, currently? For sure, for sure. Thank you for that, that lob there. Um, so I'm going to name my top three suggestions. This is for the, like Spencer said, you maybe were a casual fan during the Attitude Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era, and you just kind of fell off, and you're like, ah, I don't know where to step back in. There's a lot going on. I would say of the people I named, just YouTube them, uh, check them out, see if you like it. If you don't, all good. But I think these these people will cover different areas if you like different areas of wrestling. So my honorable mention is uh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, Melo don't miss. He's a he's a black dude. Um, he's he's kind of short. He's like he looks like a like a football player low key, but he's essentially a cruiserweight. If his name uh, was Carmelo and he wasn't, I'd be yeah, surprised. I no, I know. <laughs> he looked like but, a pretty boy. No, he do, that's basically his 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 gimmick is like, I, mellow don't miss. Like, and honestly, like, dude is like, because they gave him like a secondary title. Like, if you know the Intercontinental Championship, that's like the that's not the main title, but it's like a really respected second tier title. And they gave him the North American title, which is kind of on the same tier as Intercontinental. And he calls himself the A champ. Like I'm the I'm the champ. Forget the number one championship. I'm the champ. And he calls yeah. himself uh, Melodon Miss. He's out. Like he's actually a really good talker. He's really good in the ring. His uh, uh, Spencer, you may know his finisher is like he jumps off the top rope and he like remember when Booker T used to do the kick at the back of the head, like mm-hmm. kicking your stomach, go against the ropes. He essentially does that, but just does it off the top ropes. Um, okay. 
So it, it's a solid move. Probably could probably could do more. His in-ring stuff is really good, though. So uh, Carmelo Hayes, he's an NXT WWE guy. He's a young guy, but a lot of people are wanting him to move up. Does it? Uh, um, I mean, I yeah. just based on what you said, does it kind of happen like the famouser? Did? Essentially, yes. Yeah. So, so it's less of a kick and more of like a yeah, more of a famous or yeah. That's a good. That's a good call. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, he's a heel, so like he got a he got his homeboys named Trick Williams. Uh, Trick, Trick Williams. Williams. <laughs> Trick Williams be doing wild shit. Like Wait, everybody got a like, homeboy named Trick Williams. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Carmelo be getting like he be defending his title and another dude be beating his ass and then Trick will come in, you know. Classic manager guy, jump on the ropes, try to distract him, get it knocked out. Carmelo come and take advantage of it. So I was gonna uh, ask, like, since he's um, you know, the well, I'm not gonna say that. That was gonna be really mean. Um bro, speak your truth, man. Go ahead and say it. I'll say since he's the current, I, I don't know, but is he the current Negro up front? <laughs> he I wouldn't say he is because he I would say in NXT he is in NXT. Okay. He's the honestly, he's honestly more popular than there's uh Braun Breaker, who was actually uh, Rick Steiner's son. Uh, if you know WCW, uh, he's his son and he's the number one champion as an NXT title. But people are like, eh, I'm good with him. Carmelo actually has like personality. Like, OK, I was um, going to say is. Was Carmelo ever associated with like MVP or uh, no Teddy Long? No, he so the good thing about the good thing about Carmelo Hayes is like he he accepts culture, like he represents the culture, but it's that that's not all who he is. Like, we all know, like, they be trying to play black dudes, like, they be coming out to you know, baggy pants, do rags and shit and stuff like that. Well, Carmelo, I remember crime time and I had problems with it, I had a problem with it, yeah. Maybe wearing Tim's and shit. No, like Carmelo, he, <laughs> Carmelo Hayes has a he has a segment where he does uh he's in a barbershop and people come through and he like he like and he talks like a regular dude. He don't be like yo, 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 like he don't do no like you know extra shit. It's just yeah. you can tell it's him. He's not just playing playing a character. So Carmelo Hayes, I would check him out on NXTs on every Tuesday. Check him out. Uh number three, probably my favorite guy, Jordan. I think you would love this guy. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. He's in the AEW. Probably the best talker on the mic in wrestling. Like WWE, AEW, like no matter what it is, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is the best guy to touch a mic right now. The reason people love him so much is because he will say whatever. Like, yeah. dude, don't, dude, don't care. He will talk about your mom. Dude is a <laughs> heel. Like, if there's a grandma on the front row, he will go in on her ass. Like, He's and he, he's basically like a a, a preppy dude from New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, I can tell from the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Say he's wearing a scarf. Yeah, he wears that's his signature. He only wears like top of the line stuff. Only he's wears suits. Yeah, he wears suits. So like, he's, he's, he's. It sounds like he's today's Ric Flair. He's essentially yes. Case. He's a better version of the Miz. He's a he's a you know he's a elite level top end what the Miz could be. But he his 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 my game is crazy, bro. Like, dude, literally, he he talked yesterday and he was talking about the WWE on AEW, which is kind of which is a no no. Like, you don't talk about a, another company. Yeah. But he was he was alluding to the other company, which is like, bro. And he, there's talks to where he wants to leave because he's not getting paid as much. Uh, 
because they're not really pushing him. But dude, now, <laughs> like, now is that is that real talk or is he really not getting paid enough? No, like that's the thing with him. He makes it a gimmick, but it, a lot of his stuff is actual shit that's going on behind the scenes. Like his contract with AEW is up in 2024. So his whole thing the last couple of months has been, I'm bouncing in 2024. Like, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Y'all not paying me. Y'all not giving me the belt. Y'all pushing CM Punk and all these old-ass WWE wrestlers. And I'm the dude who's been here from day one. And people pay to see me, which, honestly, people do really pay to see him because they know he's going to say something crazy. Uh, So that's been his gimmick. But that's, like, actually happening in real life. Like, so that's why... Like yesterday, he came out. He was in Buffalo. Dude is from New Jersey, right? So he came out. People were like, oh, he's home crowd, like close to the home crowd. He's going to play real cool. And he was like a baby face, baby face for like a, a good guy. For a couple seconds, he had a Buffalo Bills jersey on. Then he like ripped that off, started talking shit about Buffalo. Like <laughs> the, whole, the whole crowd was booing him. So MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, his saying is, I'm better than you and you know it. And so, oh God, like, <laughs> I, literally, I literally just seen a shirt that said that just now. Yeah, like, bro, I, like, honestly, for anybody out there who's who's suspect in wrestling, whatever, whatever your opinion is, just go, just YouTube best MJF moments. Like, you will, you will love it. Like, no matter what your wrestling fan level is. Um, to move on to the second guy, Orange Cassidy. This one is a little tougher to explain. So, Orange Cassidy is essentially if you. If you created a wrestler and essentially he, he acted like a like a teenage boy, like oh like a, like he essentially is like nothing. He's lethargic and nothing about to get. He doesn't get intense. He doesn't show emotion, but he's funny as hell. Bro, bro like, got his hand in his pockets and like all these pictures, bro. That's his, so that's like his. Super, so when you're when we're talking about Orange Cassidy, you have to. You have to look past, like, okay, is this dude, like, really able to beat all these dudes up? Like, nah, dude is skinny as hell. He looks like a regular cat you would see walking down the street. But he wears shades to the ring. He, like, he doesn't do anything, like, actual full effort. That's kind of his gimmick. Yeah, like, he's, he's chilling in all these pictures. Yeah, yeah. Like, his thing is, like, a thumbs up, but he doesn't do it all the way. He does it like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he does, like, even a handshake, you know, like, you know, it's like when they come out to the ring, they're, like, handshaking. Fans, he like gives them like a backhand, like whatever. <laughs> All right, oh I guess gosh. I guess I'll go out here and wrestle. But then the funny thing is, he's like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like if you YouTube him, like he's outstanding wrestling wise. But his gimmick is so damn funny, it's to where that he's gotten over with the crowd. So Orange Cassidy, if you look him up, like bro, bro is hilarious. I don't know how he wrestling in these jeans though. These jeans looking kind of tight. They yeah, ripped, and like, they ripped yeah. the knees. My man ain't even got a belt. My man did the the string. My man did the string oh, tie okay. up. I yeah, see, I, see, I see the string. Because I say like John Cena wrestled in jorts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like long ass jorts. But Orange, Orange Cassidy, <laughs> the funny thing about him, bro, is like every match, his superpower almost like to get him like you know how, like Hulk Hulk Hogan used to get like pumped up like the bullshit, and then you hit him and nothing would you know nothing would affect him. Basically, his thing is if he puts his hand in his pockets, like it's a wrap. Like it's, it's oh over. my god! <laughs> and so the whole like a lot of the matches are people trying to prevent him from putting his hand in his pocket. Oh my! This is this is this is, this is the BS I'm talking about, right there. bro. But that's the good. The funny the thing about it is, 
everybody knows like that's if anybody else did this we'd be like get the fuck out of here like what are you doing (laughs) yeah like what are we talking about right now but bro just look him up i'm telling you orange cassidy in aew all this all elite wrestling you will die laughing like his his, he's one of those guys where like I'm a really good wrestler, but I'm also really funny. So I'm going to I'm gonna play into the funny shit. But, like, when we actually ring the bell, like, he had a really good match with Will Ospreay. It was one of the best matches of the year. Uh, and my last guy, my man Gunta, the ring general, 6'4", 300 pounds. I told, I told Jordan this. If, if anybody ever said, like, if anybody ever came to me and was like, hey, man, wrestling fake. Like, like this shit is fake. I would be like, okay. I want you to look up Gunther, uh, WWE, look up his matches. My man has... Big guy's Russian. Yeah, he's Austrian. But my man has the the hardest chop I've ever seen in my life. Like, he would make Ric Flair look like a bitch. Like, his chop, bro, that he'd be leaving dudes, like, dudes be leaving the ring, like, chest just bleeding. Like, chest, uh, like, dude is, he's like, his gimmick is, I'm, I'm old school. Like, I'm I'm like back in the day. I do everything technically sound. He's like William Regal, but like yeah, say he looks like William Regal, or not looks William, like him, but he's yeah. He looks like William Regal's style. Exactly, he's William Regal, just ten times more talent. Like he doesn't do all the like, you know, the third, cheating stuff. Yeah, like third level lock, you know, submission lock. Like he's just gonna power bomb your ass. He's he got he's got a really good stank face, like in his yeah. mouth. Like Bro, that's, right. he looks that's like a he really good like. Just, like he chopped no, the trees fact. down with his hand. Like, yeah, he Bro, looked crazy. That's why Jordan, I was telling you, like, his match this past weekend at Clash of the Castles, but, like, people were talking about it's the best match of the year because it was just – you felt uncomfortable. Like, you was like, God damn, I know this is fake, but this nigga is beating the fuck out of this dude. And, like, he was this hitting dude, chops. This dude got love handles. <laughs> no, and that's, a, that's also a thing. So if you look at the old – his old name used to be Walter, but now once they changed it to Gunther. But he used to be, like, big and overweight. But people loved him still then because he's an outstanding wrestler. Now, if you look at my dude now, dude is, is ripped. Like, he lost a bunch of weight. And, bro, I'm telling you, if you look up his stuff, he be beating the dog shit out of dude. I don't care if the, dude's, if the dude he's fighting is 6'5", 300 pounds, or if it's a Rey Mysterio-sized dude, he's going to hit them the exact same. <laughs> I I may have to look up the ch- – because I used to love it when, uh like – Ric Flair chops were good, but like the big show would just slap people on the chest. Right. Just yeah, look it up, look it up that, on yeah. mute. I'm telling you, it's bro, his stuff is nasty. And I love him just because I love I love all the you know flippity, all that other shit. That's cool. But I like a technically sound this dude, like right now he's an intercontinental champion. He has a group behind him. His stable's called Imperium. And they're all just dudes that just like technically sound. They don't they actually, their gimmick is like, I'm not doing all this flippy shit. If there's anybody out there, cruiserweights or anybody out there doing like jumping off top rows, he'd be like, nah, fuck all that. Like, let's get in here and fight. And so Gunther, WWE, check him out. Dude is amazing. Like, again, if anybody says wrestling's fake, which, you know, we it's choreographed. But Gunther being there, taking dude's chests off. So I would look him up. He's outstanding. So, yeah, those are my three suggestions. Gunther, Orange Cassidy, and MJF, and then honorable mention, Melo Hayes. Um, be- before we get to, like, our big topic, let me ask you, Brennan, because I know this was a big thing that just happened recently. Um, can you talk about a little bit the Vince McMahon Triple H stuff? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as we all know, everyone knows who Vince McMahon is, even if you're not even into wrestling anymore. Um, he's been running it since the late 70s. Um, and, he, you know, he's had the WWF, transition WWE. And so he's had some – Every fans have been wanting for him to give up creative control. Like, he's, uh, he's old as hell, but dude's there every day. And he writes all the stuff. He controls who wins the title, who doesn't, blah, blah, blah. And the thing about Vince McMahon was he was always trying to, uh, I guess, cater to the kids, cater to the larger audience, whereas Triple H ran a different thing called NXT, which is kind of like developmental, like kind of like the G League for the NBA. It was like developmental for the, the big. But Triple H was always, you know, I'm just trying to put the best people out there and make the best stories. And so... Uh, recently, Vincent Mann had to retire because he paid off some women, uh, multiple women that uh, allegedly had some sexual allegations or whatever. And, yeah. So he had to pay. So essentially, they found that he paid these women off. This is going back like 90s, 80s, like giving them millions of dollars. Oh, so back when Linda was like, I want a divorce. Exactly. Yeah. My man was getting getting in there using the streets. And so board member now that the wwe is public and like big you can't have shit like that so board member was like hey vince get up out of here and so now triple h who was already in the played a huge role in wwe now he's like vince mcmahon essentially okay maybe not owner uh is stephanie if you remember stephanie McMahon, yeah, she's like the ceo she handles all the business stuff and then uh triple h is they think they called him chief content creator officer or something like that essentially yeah. handles yeah. all creative story. is probably in the title yeah. somewhere and yeah so he handles all the stories and all that stuff so everyone's loving it just because he actually tells really good stories he actually lets people like you know he he he, move, he doesn't move on too fast from guys and he just treats wrestlers really well really well so everybody's excited for that um he's doing a great job so far he's only been on the job about like a month, but it's you can tell the difference. Did so. I see? I thought I saw something about. I guess, and I might be saying it backwards, but is it going to be more blood or less blood? I thought I was seeing some someone saying that, like it's more so, violent, less violent. Yeah. So essentially, they were uh, WWE was going to move from right now it's PG thirteen. Well, I think it's PG thirteen, and then it was going to be fourteen. What's the rating? TV fourteen. Yeah, there's TV fourteen. Yeah, uh, and then like Y seven. Yeah, yeah. I think I think now it was going to try and get to TV 14, uh, which which it was in the Attitude Era. But um, Triple H is like, uh, we don't we're not for sure on that. So probably won't see blood, but you'll you'll see some more violence. Like, I think that's never been an issue, really. Um, yeah. And I, I think they want to stay away from blood in general, just because that's usually not the best for you know kids and stuff. Nowadays, like when we was kids, nobody gave it. That yeah, was fine. <laughs> yeah, no one cared. But. They had first blood matches. Exactly. Yeah. So all, all these soft kids nowadays, huh? Correct. Essentially, you saw parents. Yeah. Yeah. But the people our age. Yeah, I know. That's soft. the crazy part. Yeah, like yeah, that's the crazy part. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just I just heard about that, and I, I knew you would be the one to ask about it. Yeah. It's good changes. Excited about it. Um, and I'm wonder. I'm hoping that it's a situation where Vince is like, 
actually out because even though he's no longer got the title, like he could still be creative. Yeah. He could still be in creative control. Right. And that's the thing. That's what uh, people suspected, but it's, it's like legit that he is not uh, involved. Like all his stuff, all his shares, all that stuff sold. He's out of it. He's retired. And uh, in Cancun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Real. Triple H is like, and Triple H was always under him. So it wasn't like Vince was like, what the fuck? Like this random, you're putting this oh, random yeah. dude, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, he married, so married his yeah, daughter. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. My man, my man, it's Triple H's family. Yeah, my man is smart, smart guy. But, uh, yeah. It, so like, is Shane tri- not doing? Shane, uh, he, he's, it's always been a weird thing with Shane because people thought Shane knew about these some people believe Shane knew about the him paying off all these women. He probably so, did. So that's why him and his dad, him and Vince always had a weird relationship. Like Shane came back for a little bit, but Shane was never like on Stephanie's level as far as like actually equity in the company. He was just, you know, had a little bit, but not really he had no weight. Uh, okay. he was just on TV. So yeah. All right. Uh it, it, it may be I don't know if this will make it easier or harder for Linda to like run for Congress or whatever she was trying to do oh yeah yeah I know yeah, you can't handle your husband you can't <laughs> <handle>. <laughs> <laughs> the whole damn state but yeah uh, okay well uh, as far as the larger topic as is the case with the wrestling episodes up until now Uh, we will be discussing our top five in specific categories. Today, we will be discussing our top five storylines and our top five favorite wrestlers on the mic. So uh, we will start with storylines. I will go first and then Brandon will go. Uh, Jordan will just kind of provide commentary because Jordan is not as familiar with this as we are and that is okay. So <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Jordan will ask questions. Jordan will decide whose choice he likes better. Jordan will, you know, just kind of involve himself where he can. Yeah. So, well, um, and as is the formula, uh, I'll go five. Brandon goes five. I go four. Brandon goes four, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, number five for me on storylines. Um, the Undertaker's wrestlemania streak Mm, okay it's number five because it was broken and i'm still mad about it yeah i think everyone is yeah Yeah. like why would you do that that's one of the reasons like vince you can get the fuck up out of here (laughs) for doing that um because i i when it happened i was like oh the undertaker must have taken a beautiful settlement pension yeah check because uh no, I don't. I don't like it. But what was his record? Twenty three and two. Uh, let me. It was at the that. time. It was like twenty. It might be twenty five and no. It was in the twenties and oh, and then Brock Lesnar beat him. He. I think since then he's lost like two. Yeah, I think Roman Reigns got him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it was oh. twenty five and oh, hold on. Oh, I see it. Uh, Undertaker had 21 straight victories at WrestleMania and 25 yeah. victories overall. Yep, 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 yep. That's okay. it. So he was 25 and two, I guess. Yeah, overall. Yeah, but that, that, a lot of people were pissed because Brock Lesnar, like everyone wanted, if he was good, a lot of people, it should have been Randy Orton. 
It should be legend killer. So if it was going to happen, it should have been the legend killer. So to me, like two sides of my brain, like the believable side is like, okay, it should be somebody who's already established legend. But for wrestling's sake, we all know they try to use a moment to put on another wrestler to then shoot them up towards being legend. Brock Lesnar did not need. <laughs> like he didn't need no shine. Yeah, he didn't need this it extra shouldn't boost. have been Brock Lesnar. Yeah. They just did it for believability's sake, which I get it, but it also Brock did not need that bump. Like he didn't need that on his resume. Um, yeah, because wasn't Brock like in UFC by then? Well, he had, yeah, he had already come back. He, he had already dominated when he was young, went to UFC, won the heavyweight title in UFC, came back and dominated again, and then beat Taker. It was just like we, he's yeah, a Hall of Famer already. Had, we don't because yeah, if it had been like the next best thing, Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah, exactly. with Paul Heyman, like, okay, I right. see why. Right. But yeah, like I no, it was it was poorly executed. And that's why Agreed. it's number five, because it if it was gonna be broken, it should have been better than that. And Agreed. so yeah, I just I hate it. Um, I get it. But the story and the 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 whole thing, like mm-hmm. in general, I, I liked it. And I mean, you know, the goat. So you know, the fact that he, him being defeated at all bothers me in general, yeah. but like, log, like if it was going to happen, there were better options for it. Like Roman yeah. Reigns, I get it because he was the up and like, he was coming up. Right. right. And, you know, he was, you know, I don't know if he was like in super heel mode, but uh, no, nah, he was still like pushed as a good guy when no one liked it. But yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I Roman Reigns, I kind of get, yeah, but no, nah, it. Uh, oh, it should have been the Legend Killer. Yeah, one of the greatest memes of all time came from that moment when Brock beat him because a black dude. There's a picture of a black dude, his glasses on, and he's like shocked, like utterly shocked that Undertaker lost, and that thing still to this day is used. Uh, so yeah, it's. It's it's tough. It was it was a probably oh, a bad. I've, I've seen this meme. Yeah, I, yeah. I looked at it. I showed all the time. Um, but yeah, it was a bad decision. It was it was a it was easily you could tell Vince made that decision. Like that was a Vince decision. I'm gonna just go with the big the big moment rather than actually letting stuff play out, let stuff breathe a little bit. You just want that that instant moment. Yeah, so, yeah. So okay. Vince can get the fuck up out of here. I agree. I agree. You probably should have left about 10 years ago, but neither here nor there. Um, all right. Number five for me. This one is fairly recent. We're actually in the midst of it a little bit, but it's got to be Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. Essentially, uh, Roman Reigns, like, like Spencer alluded to, he was getting pushed and he was, yeah, he had a good resume early, but he was the, they were trying to push him as the next John Cena when the crowd was like, hell no, he not. Like, that's just not like you could tell there's some people who just John Cena is built to be a good guy. Like just the way he is naturally. Roman Reigns, we could all tell like that just ain't him. He's just, it's, it's so yeah. funny to me. It feels like they did that backwards because I remember when John Cena like was hard into like the yeah. shit. Like he was the yeah. you think you're untouchable. Yeah, exactly. For <laughs> life, like that, yeah. John Cena. Right. Like, we 
hated him. Yeah, that's true. What are you doing? And and so it was just so funny to me that they tried to like make him a heel because they they tried to make you dislike him. Right. Uh, and it didn't work. And it didn't work because you want to like John Cena. Exactly. Exactly. And so so it's out. It like this is not the first time they got it wrong. The yeah. first time. Right. So with this tribal chief thing, I think you guys explained to me before, but what is, what is he trying to be the chief of? So his the family, tribe. yeah, his family is probably the greatest wrestling family ever. Which is right? The Rock and Rikishi and all that, right? Rikishi, the, uh, the, what's the tag team? I always forget. The Wild Samoans? Wild Samoans. Um, uh, what's my dude? Big dude in the 80s. Uh, Yokozuna's in that family. Yokozuna, yeah, Yokozuna. Like, keeps going, bro. They just keep the Usos, who's part of his his family right now. They call it a group faction called the Bloodline. It's him, mm-hmm. the Usos, who are one of the greatest tag teams ever. They're Rikishi's sons, right? Exactly. They're Rikishi's sons. Uh, Paul Heyman is the manager. And then the Usos have a younger brother who just joined, joined the group. Um, uh, I think it's, I forgot his name, Solo something. Um, but he just joined the group this past Sunday. He interfe- uh, interfered in a match. But essentially, Roman Reigns is saying, I'm the chief. I'm the chief of this family. I'm the number one guy. I know y'all think it's The Rock, but I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm the GOAT. I have the, uh, he basically kept saying, like, I, I provide the, the bread for this family. Like, I'm the money, I'm the money uh, winner. So, uh, so yeah, like Spencer said, he started out as a babyface. He actually got leukemia. It went in remission, like in real life, got leukemia. So he yeah. went away for a while, and then the pandemic came. He actually came back, but when he came back, he came back as a heel, as the tribal chief. And then they paired him with Paul Heyman, which is always Paul Heyman's like don't yeah. miss. Paul, Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman always has the the highest level heel. Exactly. Yeah. Like he was whoever Brock the Lesnar's other guy. than other than RVD. Like exactly. he's always got the top heel. Exactly. Everybody else, they pretty much put him together because they want Paul Hammond to, to give him that rub and make him look better, look him more evil. Thankfully, this is just like Roman is just being himself. Like that, he's naturally more of a heel. And so, yeah, dude is beating some of the greatest edge, uh, Goldberg. Like I saw a random, Cena. I think I saw a picture today and it, it was like Roman Reigns, the list. And yeah. it just it just had a bunch of names crossed all off. All hitters, all of them Hall of Famers, every last one of them. And dude is on a run. Like his his match at WrestleMania, or was it SummerSlam, with uh, Brock Lesnar? One of the greatest match I've ever seen, and it was fucking crazy. Like Brock Lesnar used a tractor to lift the ring up. It was crazy. You should look it up on, on YouTube. But like he don't miss. The good the, the thing about him though, people don't like it now. But the thing people really love is like he don't ever win clean. Like, dude, dude, be Usos come in, beat the dog shit out of somebody, and then uh, he gets the win at the end. Like, but the cool thing about him is that's heel shit. Yeah, he's a heel, but like when he goes to different arenas, he always his go to line is acknowledge me, uh, because I'm the tribal chief, acknowledge me, and the crowd be like, hell yeah, like acknowledge you, you know what I mean? They love him. But they, he's, he's like the heel they don't want to love, but they do. But, yeah, the Tribal Chief run is honestly put him in GOAT uh, category as far as I'm concerned. And that's the thing. When he came in, I knew that he was going to be on trajectory. 
Yeah. Uh, because I mean, he's he's in the family, right? And so yeah, like I knew I knew when he showed up, I was like, yeah, he's he's probably it won't be long before he's the guy. He's yeah. the face of the company. And um, this this storyline could go higher if if it ends up with a long with shot. With The Rock, yeah, that's yeah. the so, long shot. And that's the thing. What I want, I want The Rock to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I want The Rock to win the Royal Rumble. And I want Roman Reigns and The Rock to meet at WrestleMania. Dude, what if it's like they do like a Royal Rumble, you know, Roman thinks he won everything, and all the lights go out, and then the lights come back on, and Rock is like right there. How raw would that be? That would <laughs> that's be some un- that's Undertaker shit. They're gonna play the Rock's music. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say well, they gotta well, play that. Well, music. okay, so let's say let's say because with the like, like if, yeah, if they turn the, the lights off, it would be a gong, and then the Undertaker is just there. But, but that's a good point though. If they turn the lights off, and then all you hear, all you hear is. It just split like the that whole. Would be, I'm over here getting hyped, but I don't even watch wrestling. No, the world <laughs> would, yeah, dude, yeah dude, that's, that's break the internet. Dude, that's break the internet type stuff, bro. But that's the great. That's also a great thing about. That's a good point. That's a great thing about Roman. Like, if you look up a lot of his matches, like a lot of comebacks, like no one saw John Cena coming back. Like he beat, I forgot. I think he beat uh, Seth Rollins. I forgot what pay per view it was. He wins the match. He's holding the belt. He's like, ah, cool, I won. And then, boom, John Cena's music hits. The whole place goes crazy. Like, he did the same thing with Brock. Brock came out of nowhere. He beat, I believe he beat John Cena. He's holding the belt up, ah, hugging the family, hugging the blood bloodline. And then, boom, Brock Lesnar's music hits. And so everybody goes crazy. So it's given us so many moments. But, yeah, yeah that rock, if the rock thing happened, bro, I don't care how they do it. If they play that damn music, bro, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, the world is going to end. It's a built-in, like, it's a literal built-in storyline. He could just walk in and be like, no, nah, I'm the tribe. Like, I don't know yeah, exactly. I don't know about all this tribal chief shit, but I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm like, who, who do you think you are, little guy? Exactly. I, yeah. I, will, I will say out of these two storylines, I think the Roman Reigns thing, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I might, I might be a little biased because if, if he bring in a rock, I might actually watch it. You, you might, if, if that happens, you might have to tell me when that is. I might, I might check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely like this one. Okay. Uh, number four for me, The Alliance. Oh. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, um, WCW and ECW were a part of an acquisition made by Vince McMahon. So uh, they were going under and he bought them for pennies on the dollar. And what they did with that for the storyline, they basically said, all right, we, WCW and ECW, both hate WW at the time, F. So we are going to combine forces against them. Now, of course, we know that at the top, Vince owns all of it. But the story is like, nah, fuck the WWF, fuck Vince, we have joined forces to go against y'all. Right. And there were people switching sides. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, it was it was a time to be alive. Outstanding. Yeah. The WCW-ECW alliance. Oh, so good. And That's actually on my me, list. It introduced me to a bunch of wrestlers that I hadn't seen because I was pretty loyal to WWF, mm-hmm. which I will now be calling WWE. Um, right. Yeah, I was pretty loyal to WWE. And so 
I knew who some WCW people were. I did not know yeah. who anyone in ECW was. Like I had not gotcha. heard of ECW. So mm-hmm. um like Raven, Tommy Dreamer, Rob mm-hmm. Van Dam, like all those people were brand new to me. But gotcha. I, I knew who Goldberg was, I knew who the NWO was, I had heard of Booker T. Um I had seen the big show as the giant. Like there were mm-hmm. there were some things I was aware of, but for the most part a lot of the WCW people were new to me. And so that like made it even more. It's like, Oh, I have a whole new pack of folk. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, it's... I'm looking at pictures now. It looked like it was popping. Uh, and even like just seeing like some of these old pictures, like Booker T is, is right here on the front. So Stone Cold, like I, yeah, right. a lot of these images look like it was, it was going down. Right. It was, oh, yeah. it was, a, it was a time to be alive. The crazy thing is, if you ask like a, a pompous, like a elitist wrestling fan, they hate that storyline only because. So when Spencer explained, like when they bought, when Vince bought um, WCW, a lot of those guys, so a lot of their top guys were signed to TNT. So, or AOL or something like some acquisition. So they'd still, their contract was still going. So like Goldberg, Kevin Nash, um, some of the best people, Hulk Hogan, weren't able to come over. So they weren't a part of that alliance story. But so thankfully, and like Crispin Y, Eddie Guerrero, a lot of those guys got hurt around that time. So they weren't in the storyline. So like you had dudes like, thankfully, we had Booker T. We had some other guys. And we still had Chris Jericho, who was a former WCW guy. So he every the whole time, everybody was like, and that was a great thing about the story was like, you had the Dudley boys who came from ECW. So they're like, oh, okay, are they going to change back? Are they are they going to be loyal to WWE or are they going to, you know, jump back with their old boys? Like it was, it was really, and I'm a WCW guy. So I knew all those guys coming in. So I was hyped. Like uh, ECW too, like RVD, like like all day. So uh, yeah, that was an outstanding. That was 2000, 2001, May, May 28, 2001. Yeah. I was uh this is on my list, but I'm approaching from a different angle. But yeah, it's an outstanding storyline. I love it. So what's your number four, Brandon? My number four kind of touches a little bit on uh what Spencer said with, with Undertaker, but I'm a it's a specific moment in history. So around 2008, 2009, um, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, like neither one of them had the belt. And it was 10 year, it was a 10 year anniversary of in 1997, I believe they had a really classic match uh, for the belt. And so HBK was basically saying, hey, I want to retire, like I'm going out and I haven't beat, I haven't beat, he was talking to Undertaker, he was like, I haven't beat you yet. So I need you, I need to uh, fight you at WrestleMania to kind of go out uh, in peace. And Undertaker was like, all right, bro. Like you don't you don't want these problems. Yeah, you don't want this work. Okay. Because um, so the, didn't they go twice? Yeah, exactly. This is it. So the first time, Undertaker's like, all right, bet. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna whoop that ass and keep it pushing. He'd have a great match, outstanding match, and uh, cool. All right, uh, Undertaker beats him. Next year, uh, HBK comes back even harder. Like, no, no, no. Like, you're not gonna beat me. Uh, let's put it on the line. Like, I want your streak. I want to end your streak. And Taker's like, all right, you want to end my streak? Well, if I beat you, you have to retire. Like, you can't wrestle anymore. 
And this is HBK is older, but HBK could easily go another three, four more years if he wanted to. Um, and so they have an outstanding match at WrestleMania. I think it was in 2009. Uh, and of course, Undertaker wins. The beautiful thing about it was then the next year, Triple H goes, Nah, you can't take out my guy. Like, that's yeah, my best my friend. Homie? Yeah, that's my best friend. You're not about to, nah. And Triple H had own personal issues because he's like, I haven't beaten you either. Like, I want the streak. And so Triple H is like, all right, I want to face you at WrestleMania and I want to end your streak. Oh, by the way, I want the special referee to be Shawn Michaels. Oh. Yeah, so Shawn Michaels, and it's I think it was in a steel cage match. And, bro, that match honestly is, like, one of the greatest matches ever because – and like Shawn Michaels the whole time is like, all right, like I'm, I'm being a fair referee. All right. If there's somebody's pinning somebody, I'm going to count just like regular. And then at the end of the match, uh, I forgot what happened, but then Shawn Michaels super kicks uh, take her out of nowhere. The whole crowd is going crazy. And then uh, as soon as he super kicks him, uh, Triple H picks him up, pedigree. Everybody's thinking, all right, the streak is over. Like the whole crowd's going crazy. My man, I swear it was the closest three count I've ever seen in my life. It was like 2.75. There, uh, he was even Shawn Michael was counting, like you would think he would rush, but he tried to count like regular. Yeah, and Undertaker kicked out the whole probably the greatest kick out of all time. Like, if you look it up, you can look it up on YouTube, it has millions of views. But, um, and so somehow, some way, Taker beats them. And in one of the few moments where, like, there's a, like, real, for real emotion, like, all three of them stood at the ramp because they kind of knew, like, this is our last, like, us three wrestling. All three were kind of headed down the, we're about probably going to retire. They're on yeah. that back nine. Yeah, if you, and you can look it up. Like, all three of them are at WrestleMania standing at the top of the ramp. And you can tell they were all, like, appreciating each other and understanding, like, all right, this is it. Like, this is our last time to be the guys on WrestleMania. The next generation is going to take it from here, but that's why they call it, like, the end of an era match. Well, okay. So, two things, because I was looking up images and everything. Two, Undertaker's hairline is out here looking like Vegeta's hairline. I'm going to just throw it <laughs> yeah. out there right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, two, I think I see the emotional – I see a picture of kind of Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Shawn looks like he's crying. Yeah, uh, and so you kind of touched on that. So I guess that's what that picture is from. Yeah, all three of them are like hugging at the top of the ramp because they, they know. First of all, they know it's in, but also, like that that story in itself. That's why it's on my list. Like that three year story. Like you don't usually get that. Like usually they rush stuff and stuff like that. But because those three were that big, they kind of got time and they delivered. Like all three matches are bangers. So, yeah. so yeah, that was an outstanding outstanding uh long-term booking as they call it yeah i think i think for this round like uh this go i would probably be more interested in spencer's uh, storyline uh mm -hmm. just to kind of see the two factions go against this one faction to try to see who would reign supreme um even though in the end we we know that wwf wwe you know they they end up coming out the winner on top but to kind of see that whole storyline orchestrated, like him putting against him putting these two other organizations up against this one, I think that's yeah. more interesting. Yeah, also, because at the time, you know, I was eight, nine years old, so I didn't know that Vince yeah, no owned one. all of it. Like I yeah. thought that this was real shit. I was like, oh my god, there's an invasion. What do we <laughs> do? And the the smart thing they did 
they had Shane and and Stephanie. That is Stephanie owned ECW and Shane owned uh, WCW. Yeah, yeah. I seen him because I feel like I remember Shane like showed up and was like, "I bought WCW, yeah. Dad." Yeah. And, and Vince like act shocked. He was like, <gasps> like <laughs> "Yeah, what? Yeah, you did what?" He was he's on a he's on the cover of this poster that I saw. Um, Shane was he's like right yeah. in the middle. Yeah, that invasion pay per view is one I remember that to this day. Yeah, like my so mom, good. I was like, Mom, hey, look, <laughs> I don't care what I gotta do, like, I don't ask for but, much, but I need to buy this pay per view. Like, I, <laughs> it was a Sunday night, I was like, Mom, I don't, I don't give a shit. What, what do I have to do? She was like, and my mom probably bought probably five pay per views for me in general. It was the one with uh, I think it was Stone Cold's last match against The Rock at WrestleMania, she bought that pay per view. But then this one she bought for me because I was just like, Ma, you know I'm WCW guy. Like, we ain't, we ain't ever going to see this story. Like, <laughs> He's like, Ma, you know I'm WCW. She's like, hell <laughs> like, no, nah, it's WWF in this house. I know. <laughs> she was a huge rock fan. So, yeah. But, but yeah, like, I, that was one I specifically remember watching because I remember the arena and everything. Like, that was, that was a good. See, and I had, for a while, my TV had, because it, it was, uh, WWE stuff was always on, like, the first pay-per-view channel yeah and my tv in my bedroom got that channel it was fuzzy but i got it oh yeah so <laughs> i was i was watching it like it was it was grainy but i yeah. still I, I had it so i saw <laughs> I was watching it 140p <laughs> pretty much yeah, like it was it, the quality was terrible like it was way yeah. sometimes oh i remember them days bro you yeah. got is that is that the rock? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I could hear it clearly, but like seeing yeah. it was hit and miss. Like a yeah. 2005 bootleg movie, huh? But yeah, when, like, two, I, when two, yeah, when two people came together, you were like, "Well, shit." I don't know. Yeah, I was like, but, but, <laughs> again, I was eight, nine. I didn't have no money. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. Facts. And it was Sunday, so you know, I had a bedtime. But, but that was the only time my mom's let me stay up. I was like, "What? Hey, come on now." The main event ain't even started. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> um, number three for me was the Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio custody battle over. Oh, I was wondering. I was wondering. Rey Mysterio's. Yeah, you got to talk about this one a lot. <laughs> uh, that was a fucking mess. Yeah, and I loved it. Wild. Um, and that was one where, like, I was pretty sure it wasn't real, but. Yeah. I suspended my disbelief for my own entertainment. Mm. So I was like, oh no, Rey Mysterio, you're going to lose your son to this, to this terrible person. What is he going to do to him? Like I, cause you know, Eddie was such a good heel. Yeah. Oh, he really such was. a good heel. And so he, it is a crazy, usually you don't get dudes who are just as good as baby face and just that good as heel, like can yeah. reach the same level. Like Eddie could do what he wanted. Yeah. And yeah, like I, it, it was, uh, yeah, because, because, uh, and the fact that they got Rey Mysterio's son to like go along with it, and like you could yeah. see the, the like fear in his face, yeah. and like he he did a he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, the son did, so yeah, that was, oh, that was that was a good story. Um, and again, it was like, on it was stupid, honestly, but like right. it was also really good. No facts. It was it was a really good. Story, it's like that shouldn't have worked. Oh, it shouldn't have worked, and it would yeah, never that, fly today. There's no reason that, that, like, that should not have been successful. Like, that yeah. should have been a problem, and yet it worked. Yeah, thanks. And 
Uh, funny thing is, this past weekend, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, who's a little kid uh, in that story that Spencer's talking about, Ray Mysterio's son, in this past weekend on Sunday in the review, he turns on on Ray Mysterio, so he becomes, becomes a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had no yeah. idea who he was. He closed on the dog shit out of that boy. He hit him with a Bradshaw close on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, God, don't you do your dad like that, bro? His dad was pro- like Ray Mysterio was probably like, no, no, do he probably did. Would for a throw that thing. Yeah, he took him off his feet. Uh, like, I want sure. you to flip me. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because like Dominic Mysterio is like six two. And like, you know, How? Ray is, yeah, I know. Ray is like How? five seven on a good day. Might, might not be a son. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. saying that, bro. I don't, I, I will not disrespect Eddie Guerrero Dominic, nor Ray Mysterio. Like, say that. Dominic looks like Ray Mysterio. No. But no. uh, yeah, like, I mean, sometimes that just happens. But that's, Dominic, that's Dominic got the old Eddie Guerrero mullet and everything. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny. But, I mean, he was Uncle Eddie, so he's probably like no, yeah, he's paying close. homage to him in real life, right, right. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's funny. I saw that every time every time I get on Twitter, wrestling is like always the thing that pops up. That's because uh, you be searching it, and the album. Well, no, well, also, no, that's me. That's that's Brandon. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, so every every time <laughs> I get on there, it's always something wrestling pops up, and that was one of the things I did see. Like I said, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who the person was, but I saw that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it'd be weird. This is gonna sound stupid because I was a kid too, but it'd be weird seeing him grown because in my head he's still that child that was in the custody battle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I don't know if I want to see him as an adult. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird one. Um, all right, this next one, number three. Not gonna lie, this one shed a few tears on this one. This one's called Kofi Main. Kofi? So in, Kofi Mania. So oh, Kofi funny, King, but no, no, I'm not gonna ask questions. I'm gonna let you go. Okay. So if anybody knows, they may be, even if you checked out of wrestling, you kind of know Kofi Kingston. He's been there a long time. He's been there since like 08. Yeah, he was there when I was still watching. Exactly. He's been there a while. And when he first came in, he was a Jamaican kid. He's not from Jamaica. Like, he just had a, <laughs> used, a, used a fake accent. And actually, yeah. it's funny because in Deep Generation, one time they were talking to Deep Generation X, I think it was for Survivor Series. And they were arguing and shit. And Kofi, by this time, he's like three years in, and he's every time he talks Jamaican. And in this one, he's like, hey, guys, like, let's relax. Why are we doing this? And then Triple H goes, wait a minute. Aren't you Jamaican? And it was hilarious. <laughs> Call uh, <him> out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Kofi. I think, that, I think that's why it's Kingston. Like Exactly. Exactly. Because that's he, why he got presented he as Kingston. says he's from Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a it was kind of a bad accident, too. Um that was probably on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But Kofi Mania, the reason it's so good is because it, it, many different areas, like we know black wrestlers usually do not get the number one belt. Usually they get like the number two championship belt for the most part. Um, like there's been, there's probably a handful, like there's literally a handful. Uh, and we know there's been a million white male wrestlers who've had the real belt. So Kofi's been there for like 10, 15 years. Well, I know like 10 years, 10, 12 years, and has never gotten the belt, which is rare for anybody who's been in WWE that long. He's been tag team champion and all that stuff. So at this uh, thing called, I believe it was 
I want to say somebody got injured at a pay-per-view. Oh, it was an elimination chamber. Uh, uh, Kofi wasn't even a part of it. And the elimination chamber was to see who wins the championship or who gets, I think, a title shot. And, and this dude, uh, Muhammad, I forgot dude's name, but he got injured. Kofi was a late replacement. And uh, Kofi ends up winning it. And the crowd is super behind him. So basically, this is one of those stories where Vince was not trying to, like, he didn't write this whole story out. Vince was like, hell no, Kofi. And then the crowd kept getting more and more behind Kofi. And so that's when Vince was like, all right, cool. So, like, this is one time where this is before WrestleMania and Kofi's like, all right, I want to go face Daniel Bryan for the championship. And Vince is like, okay, cool, you can do that. But first, you got to win five matches in a row. Like, literally beat a guy, then the next dude comes out and try and fights you. Then you oh, beat like, him. Okay, so back to back. Like yeah, like back to five. back to back. Exactly. And so, and everyone knew, all right, this is bullshit. Like, he obviously doesn't want him to win. This is technically cheating. And, like, it was like Cesaro. Like, it was big-ass dudes, like, in there beating the dog out of him. And his friends, uh, the New Day, uh, just two other friends kind of helped I, him a little I bit. I love those niggas so much. Yeah, I know. We, I love them. I too. love them. Big E. Like, yeah, Big E. Crazy. That's so funny. Yeah. Those but they, they helped him out a little bit just because it was blatant cheating against uh, Kofi. And so Kofi ends up winning the match to go to the WrestleMania. And so everyone's thinking, all right, they're going to screw Kofi. Like, there's no way they're going to let him win. And him and Daniel Bryan, who's also an outstanding wrestler, uh, they have a great match, and he ends up winning. And, bro, when I tell you, everybody was – first of all, everybody was happy, but a lot of people were, like, crying. Like, they showed a thing of, like, MVP, like a lot of black wrestlers in the back, like, balling. Just because, yeah. black, like, black wrestlers just do not get that shine at WrestleMania, of all things. Like, even if they give them that shine, they're going to give it to them at, like, a uh, – you know, a low rate uh, pay-per-view where nobody's really watching. But to do it at um, WrestleMania and the crowd was like behind him as hard as I've probably ever seen them behind anybody. So yeah, Kofi Mania, if you watch it, even just the last match, if you just watch the last match, like it's, it's really good. Because there's plenty of times where you're like, oh shit, it's over. Like it's, it's a wrap. And then he kicked out or something like that. So Kofi Mania is one of the best storylines I've, I've ever seen. Uh, Spencer, what was yours again? Of the custody battle. Okay. You know, I think out of these two, it's, it's kind of tough because the custody battle sounds super funny and super fun to see. But a black triumphant, you know, comeback story. That's an easy winner. Yeah, this yeah, is this, it's yeah, like a black know. anime, bro. This is a comeback story. This is, this is <laughs> what we love. Because I remember whenever they said he was the first, I was like, uh, five times. Yeah, I know. But that's WCW champion. Yeah, and he never exactly Booker T never got the number one belt. He got the number two belt that was mm-hmm. came from WCW, but he never got the the number one. Yeah, so, the world heavyweight. Exactly. Randy Orton got 15 of them. Brock Lesnar probably Yeah, John Cena. Times. Yeah, like, John Cena got Triple seven H, times. Dude, that is that is crazy insane. Triple H. Yes. Maybe Triple in H, the 30s. 14. Yeah, Ric Flair like got it. like 14. Like, dude. Bobby Lashley just won it the, a couple of years ago, and I was like, he was like fourth on the list. <laughs> and the Rock was like, though we're so bad that we got to include the Rock as our number one guy, like as a black, like African American, like come on, yeah, because the Rock, yes, he's black, 
Yeah, we get that. But, but we know, like, like, what we're looking for is different. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go with this one. So, um, Number two is Kane and The Undertaker being brothers. Oh, <laughs> that was going to make my list, but I, I took it off for something else. But I like, like this one. that one. I that's the one thing that like got like I was not happy when I found out that was just a story. Yeah. Because I knew like the Hardy boys were brothers in real life. Yep. And so like I had no reason to believe that like I know that relatives go into this business. Yep. Like I, I knew Stephanie and Shane were actually siblings. And like we never saw Kane's face, not that that mattered too much, but like I thought that they were Neither. actually brothers. I did. Bro, too. They both they both were the exact same height. They both yeah. were the exact same build. I was yeah, like, like they were both like 6'11, 325. Right. Like they were both in like they were the same level of athletic. Exactly. In the ring. The same. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember the day the last ride was invented. They were just out there fucking yeah. the boys up. Yeah. And, and so, it sounded like he was about to say the bulls out there fucking the boys. <laughs> and then you said the up part. I was like, oh, okay. Whoa, Jordan. <laughs> Wallet, please. Bro, it, it, bro, it, was like, it was like a it was like a point two millisecond pause. You was like, the boys out there fucking them up. And I was like, oh, okay. Jeez. All so right. I, I don't know wrestling you was watching out here. <laughs> anyway. All right, my bad. Yeah, continue. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I I thought they were brothers in real life, and I was like not okay when I found out they were not. But anyway, I um that story was really good. The whole like Undertaker like burned down their childhood home, and that's yeah. insane. oh I didn't hear about that. That's like crazy. That, yeah, like there was a whole thing. Uh, yeah, bro, I did a little research for it because I was thinking about putting my list. I guess the Undertaker burned Paul Bear's face, and so Paul Bear was like. All right, that gives me credence to go. Un- they, they said dig up Kane. Like they made it sound like he was yeah. dead, and they digged him up and he brought him out. Yeah, damn. And yeah. yeah, the whole the whole reason Kane wore the mask, I think, is because when they yep. were kids, Undertaker like burned down their childhood home, killing their parents, and Kane yep. got burned or some shit. Why the fuck did this not register with me? Like, why is it, this thing is wrestling? He killed his parents, but I didn't <laughs> yeah, <even> like <laughs> that's, like, that's like, something I, you think about. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care. It didn't I was, cross my mind. I mean, it was it was in the '90s, so I was far too young to ask questions yeah i was just like this is so compelling right and i don't know whose side i'm on because the undertaker's a monster but kane is a monster like yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that was back when kane had like the one long sleeve yeah Yeah. i did i do know so this is one i am familiar with and i definitely thought they were brothers too so yeah yeah, Yeah. but that was yeah that's and then they became the brothers of destruction and that was yeah i love the brothers of destruction that's the thing they were too much They've had so many good storylines, like ones where ones where they were on different teams, but they wouldn't fight each other because the brotherhood. And like, uh, I remember when Kane took his mask off and he was beating the dog shit out of everybody, and the Undertaker had to come back and you know save everybody. It was it was crazy. They've had a few different. Bro, that's literally really sound good. like some superhero shit. Like they were no, brothers. They came back at yeah, they literally take the only out. force they can stop him is his brother. It was like definitely out of some comic books. Yeah, some definitely some yeah. comic book shit. I like it though. Yeah. It no, so I love good. it. I love it. Um, so number two for me, uh, I think 
the, my last two going to involve Stone Cold, just of course, you know, full disclosure. Um, this one was Stone Cold. So in real life, Stone Cold hurt his neck. He in like two years before, and he needed to get he needed to get surgery. So they needed a reason to write him off the show. And so what they did was him and Triple H were having a rivalry. Triple H runs into his uh, locker room, starts beating him up, and then runs away. And Stone Cold, you know, Stone Cold was like, all right, I'm about that action. Like, no, get your ass over here. He runs after him. And then a car comes and hits uh, Stone Cold and essentially takes him out, right? And they did this whole storyline where who was the mystery driver? Who was the driver of the vehicle that took out Stone Cold? And they and it was and the great thing about it was Stone Cold came back months later. And you know, Stone Cold, he like, no, nah, I'm gonna get my revenge. So he's questioning everybody. Good guy, bad guy. He was like, he pulled up to the rock, like, hey, did you 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 do that shit? And the rock was like, what the fuck? Like, no. So why, why would I do that? Uh and so he was pulling up on anybody, Kurt Angle, anybody. He was like, Did you do that shit? And they come to find out it was Rikishi. Rikishi did it because. Uh, he is obviously uh, related to The Rock. And meanwhile, in real life, like, when Stone Cold's out, that's when The, the Rock was already a big time. But with Stone Cold being out with the injury, The Rock took the, was the number one, had the number one belt. He, like, was supplanted as the number one guy while Stone Cold was out. And Rikishi was saying, he actually made a low-key real point. He was like, they always give the title to the white guy. They always give the – they always have played our family. He was like, uh, the Wild Samoans – uh, Yokozuna, all these other guys, they've always taken the belt off of them for a white man. He was like, I wanted to take out Stone Cold because I wanted The Rock to uh, rise, rise up and be more popular and take his you know, rightful place. And The Rock was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't tell you to do that. And I, he was, Rock was basically like, I had nothing to do that, nothing to do with that. So Stone Cold went for a few months trying to beat Rikishi's ass. And then he eventually does. And then he we figure out that Triple H paid Rikishi to do it. Mm. Uh, yeah. So Rikishi kind of had two motivations. And so and then that's when Stone Cold sets his eyes on Triple H and they go at it. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite because it was just essentially Stone Cold walking around with street clothes, like checking anybody. Like, did you do it? Did you do it? Like any wrestler, anybody. Yeah. You, Stone, you know, Cold Stone Cold in his jorts. Exactly. In his jorts. <laughs> like, did you do it? If they didn't give him an answer you wanted, stunner. All right, did you do it? You can give him an answer you wanted, stunner. Like he was just <laughs> he was just moving. So it was just fun to watch him uh, you know, do that. The crazy thing is I was looking at images of Stone Cold get hit by the car. Why is this why was that allowed to fly? Like that that's <laughs> he literally landed on the ground like he really what legit a got time hit by a car. to be alive. Bro, that is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know. That's like whenever I found out that the reason that happened was because he was injured, I was like, oh, so he was injured and got hit by a car? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that I know. So much worse. Yeah. But apparently it was, I guess the only reason he felt safe is because I guess the neck injury was from like years ago when Owen Hart, like, stunned, like not, uh, what does he call it? Pile driving. Yeah. And hurt his neck and he never got it like truly repaired. And so years later, he was like, all right, let me get it truly repaired. And also, I, wrote him off, I, I just I see like a little gift of it, um, like a little, you know, a little clip of it. He kind of jumps to at the car. So it looks like it didn't hurt too bad. The car yeah, wasn't I think, even going that fast. And yeah, they probably practice as a car. Yeah. yeah. Like jump on the hood, 
gonna roll. Yeah, but the fact that he like land on the ground look legit dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this allowed on TV? Like that that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. We, hey man, back then we was just like <gasps> Stone Cold. What the fuck? Like, yeah. So yeah, I, I think out of these two though, like I think I gotta give it to the Undertaker and Kane because that one no, had me for real. That, one, that was good. Like, I, I legit thought they were brothers too. Yeah. Makes whether, sense. Whether you say GIF or GIF, there's no T in that word. Bro, I just like to again. go on record. Here, here we go again. <laughs> I wasn't going to let you have that one. You know I have this. <laughs> I saw a gift. Uh, I have oh. this particular accent that only certain pedigree, certain breeds okay. of humans have. I have mm-hmm. never met another black person that calls them gifts. <laughs> uh, gifts or something else. But okay. Yes. All right. Uh, number one in the storylines for me was definitely the Stone Cold and Vince McMahon saga, the mm. the fuck my boss era. Yeah. Um, whenever Stone Cold was just coming after Vince and his family, stunners yeah. for every McMahon. <laughs> uh, and I I will never forget. When Stone Cold showed up in the hospital, oh yeah, bust him over his head with that bedpan. Yeah, I've seen. Oh that god, it was so great. But that was just such a good storyline because there are so many people who hate their boss or who have somebody at work that yep. they just want to give a stunner to. Right. And so we were able to live vicariously through Stone Cold in those "fuck my boss" moments again. Um, how was this allowed on TV? That is that's crazy. <laughs> like you, they they had him go into the hospital, let him through the doors, and it's like, yeah, bro, you got it, go. Well, yeah. he was, you know, he's acting as a yeah, he was surgeon, disguised. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember. No, he he literally was like in there, like working, like oh, okay, oh my right. god, <laughs> take your shit off, yeah. and then yeah, it was like, a, I'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, nurse. Yeah, so this you, is nurse. the fucking buffest nerf I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> hey man, don't discriminate. Maybe right. in the white room. Oh, right. but it was it was so great. So yeah. yeah, I that was because that it was just so good. Like every time I saw an interaction between Stone Cold and a McMahon, I was like, I this is gonna be gold. Right. You have, you have my full attention. Nice. Uh, nice. It was just it was so great. Um, no, nah, yeah, that was an outstanding, outstanding time. It kind of leads similar to mine. So my number one is, uh, it has to do with the Alliance. Uh, similar to what Spencer said, mine's a little more focused on Stone Cold. So during the Alliance, Stone Cold ends up, um, turning his back on, uh, the WWF and joining WCW, ECW. He was like their leader. Alliance. Yeah, yeah. He was like the leader of them. I was hurt. Yeah, everyone was. Everyone was. And he was like, and that was kind of, honestly, like, he said he regrets that time, but honestly, that was like the funniest Stone Cold. Like, that was a Stone Cold who was like, singing on guitars. Him and Kurt Angle was being real funny together. Oh, that was so stupid. And I loved it. Like, that was when Stone Cold was able to like, be free and like, do funny stuff. That's when he actually created the what? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I love this storyline because eventually the alliance goes on and stone cold him and Vince McMahon are like, he's still kind of turned heel 
and he's still like close with Vince McMahon. But Vince McMahon is like uh, Stone Cold then jumps back on WWE, but he's still acting like he did before. Like he's still not as not the old Stone Cold. He's more of like, hey, he's kind of a, a kiss ass. He's like, hey, uh, Vince McMahon, whatever you need, I'll do whatever you need. And so Vince McMahon is like, no, like I need to beat WCW, ECW. So I need the old Stone Cold. Like I need the dude who would he was like, just stun, like hit me, do something. And uh, Stone Cold's like, nah, I'm just, I'm not that guy anymore. Like, it's classic, like, superhero shit. No, nah, I'm not that guy anymore. And then, because uh, the WWE team was loaded. It was Kane, Chris Jericho, Undertaker, and Kurt Angle. And Stone Cold was going to be the fifth member, but Stone Cold was acting iffy. And so, at the end of the, end of the night, Stone Cold goes to a bar. He's, like, all depressed and stuff. And ECW and WCW start jumping, and be, it's sorry, it's one of the greatest moments. Yeah, ever. it's, it's a, the ring is full, full. They beating the dog out of uh, the people I just named Kane, Jericho, Taker, and Angle. Like beat, it's like twenty on four. Yeah, this must be one of the images I see because it's like a hell of people. Yeah, like in the ring. I yeah. saw, I saw a video today that yeah. uh, said what it's like whenever you get off lunch. Yes, and your team is struggling. Yeah, <laughs> you come in, like, yeah. but yeah, uh, essentially, like, even Stone Cold's wife comes to the barns, like, Stone Cold, like, they need your help. Like, we need, he's like, uh, he's like, no, I can't, I'm, I'm not the same guy. And the and crowd then, is chanting, yeah, for like, him. Stone Cold, please, like, we need him. And so, I for, I think Vince eventually goes to the bars, like, like, he's like, I forgot what he said to him, but for some reason, Stone Cold snapped back into it. He pulls up in his truck. And my man had a, I forgot what he had in his hand, but it was ECW dudes outside, start beating the dog out of them, start making their way into the arena. And the whole time, like Swiss said, the crowd is like, like we want Stone Cold. I think he had a like, tire iron, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We want Stone Cold. We want Stone Cold. Again, WCW dudes beating the dog out of these <laughs> WWE dudes. Then you hear the music, that glass break. Yeah, you hear that glass break? Bro. Crowd loses it. Loses mm. it. And then the whole, uh, all the ECW dudes is like, what, what, what the fuck? And then he walks down, you know, Stone Cold dude talking shit, getting ready. It's like, you, it's pretty much the old Stone Cold. He walks in, start mopping dudes. Anybody he sees moving, stunner. Anybody like try to punch him, stunner. And so he essentially saves the entire team. And then they go on to uh, win the battle versus the Alliance. But like that whole, that clip right there, like Spencer said, like, we, the, the gif is like uh, when you come back from lunch and your team needs you and the music hit and you walk in like Stone Cold. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that honestly, like I remember watching that live, bro. I lost my shit because he like the music hit. My man was on his shit, hitting anybody, like beating the dog out of it. stunners for everybody. It was it was amazing. Yeah, I think I think uh, out of these two, I definitely like this one. Uh, just because I like Stone Cold and it sounds like when the world needed him the most, Stone Cold actually showed up. Facts. He was about that action. Stone Cold was about that action. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, I would suggest anybody, YouTube, Stone Cold comeback, really any of these Stone Cold uh, comebacks were amazing, but that one was a different level. Um, okay. Um, honorable mention to uh dx showing up at wcw oh that was amazing too yeah 
because uh, that that happened. Like, yeah. and I, I don't think it was sanctioned. Like, I don't think yeah, I don't, I don't think, think they asked anybody. Approval. I think they just got in the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just they were outside of the ring. What the hell is, is these dudes all dressed in army fatigues? Yeah, that was like their thing, DX. But they were like outside the arena where WCW was, and like like pull it up. Like Vince did not sanction that at all. <laughs> yeah, they didn't but, ask permission. They just went. Yeah, they just pulled up, and yeah, that was a that was a really big moment. The boys out here look like some ghetto old American boys. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. For our next top five, uh, we will be talking about our favorite wrestlers behind the microphone so i would like to preface this by saying at least for my list and i assume for your list as well brandon we mm-hmm. are not talking about commentators right you're talking about in the ring and cutting promos and like we're not talking about people who did interviews and we're not talking about people who did commentary during matches because jr deserves a list of his own absolutely uh, JR was too much. Oh, too so much. good. Yeah. Um, so we're not talking about that. We're talking about wrestlers who have a microphone and are either being interviewed, are cutting a promo or a video, or they are in the ring talking to the audience or to each other, other wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, this time, Brandon will go first, and then I will go. For me, number five. Macho Man Randy Savage. The Macho Man. The Macho Man. Uh, yeah, Macho Man was, first of all, he had the iconic voice. He had the iconic, like, just movements and everything. But, like, when you low-key listen to what Macho Man says, like, freaking his promos are amazing. It actually, like, a couple weeks ago, his uh, one of his moments, he was on the Arsenio Hall show, and uh, it went viral. Like, for some reason, you know, like, old clips go viral randomly. Yeah. But they pulled it up, and he, I think Arsenio asked him, like, what makes what makes you a man? What makes you happy? Blah, blah, blah. And he gave, like, a really great answer. And, like, some people were like, damn, I needed that today. Like, I need to hear that. So, like, Macho Man, like, cream of the crop. One of his cream of the crop promo was one of the best he's ever done. Yeah, but, like, like Macho Man was outstanding. It was a lot of extra stuff. Like, some of the people we'll, we'll be talking about maybe just were just on the mic, what they say, but I feel like with Randy, it was like the full experience. You got the visual. He was moving around. He was herky-jerky, the voice. And then he'd give you like uh, actual words. And you'd be like, damn, all right. I wasn't I wasn't expecting all that, but all right. So, yeah, mine is number five. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Okay. Okay. Uh, For me, number five is Chris Jericho. Ooh, okay. Chris Jericho was hilarious. Yeah. Chris Jericho is the reason I know what a bimbo is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris Jericho used to call people ass clowns. Yep. And let me tell you, in uh fifth grade, <laughs> you did, don't 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 come at me any kind of way. Cause what you gonna you, you might get called something. You might have to go tell the teacher now. <laughs> don't, don't let me call you an ass clown. Don't don't right. don't don't come don't come here. <laughs> that foolishness um chris jericho he was he was just hilarious and for no reason like he was arrogant and chauvinistic yeah um there was some misogyny in the things oh, yeah. he was saying nice. you got to. 
you know, at the time, I didn't know any better. And it was right. fun. It was funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Chris Jericho, he's had, like, a few, like, total shifts in his, yeah. like, persona. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he knows how to get on a microphone in any situation. Right. And so even through the shifts where he was, like, serious Chris Jericho, yeah. like, he still, yeah, like, he cut his hair, he started wearing trunks instead of pants yeah <laughs> yeah like he he was he was serious chris jericho and right. you know he's still yeah but yeah chris jericho number five jordan the input no not on these these are gonna be a little tough i feel like i would have to like these you had to be there yeah and i feel like also for people listening i feel like if you want to get to know who Brandon and Spencer talking about you want to get to see like probably have to look up old clips of them actually on the mic speaking. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. YouTube knows all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, number four for me is going to be CM Punk. CM Punk is a little later, so some people may know him, but CM Punk has a moment called the pipe bomb. It's probably the most most rest, recognizable wrestling moment you'll see in the last like fifteen years. Essentially, what happened was it was almost like a Stone Cold situation where it was the man against the boss. It was essentially the same thing, just take out Stone Cold, insert CM Punk. And CM Punk was basically saying, like, I'm the number one guy. I'm the best in the business. And at the time, The Rock and John Cena were rivalry. Like, they were rivals and they were going at it. But, like, they didn't have the belt. Neither one of them had the championship at the time, but they were just rivaling just off of just popularity. We're seeing punks over here like, look at me. Like, I have the belt. I'm the actual best person in the business right now. And so he cut a promo one time about the pipe bomb. He was talking about everything. Anybody, like reality stuff, real stuff, anything. And it was it was so good that Vince, like, cut his mic, like, while he was sitting there. Like, so he had to be like, and then he had to try to get another mic. And then, like... It was really good. So, so, so was that was that real? No, like that was legit. Like he went off script, and so Vince was like, "Hell, no. like he cut his mic." But then he got another mic and kept going. And he basically he he basically was doing this like sitting crisscross applesauce. Yeah, at I see the, top the, of the ring. Of him sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Like he and meanwhile, John Cena just got beat up in the and he's like in the ring, laying down. And so it was a really good promo because it was like one of those moments where you're like, I don't know if this is real or if this is scripted. I don't know. Cause he was talking about everything. He's talking about John Cena, like getting pushed cause his merchandise sales are high and all this stuff. Like he was, he was going at them and he had a legit point. Like, uh, John Cena and the rock were great, great names. But at that time period, CM Punk was the best. So uh, CM Punk just in general is probably one of the best on the mic. I, know for a fact that this is going to hurt feelings. Mm. I Don't know you. it is. You know, I think you know, I know what you're about who to I'm going to say is number four. Disrespectful, bro. Yeah. And <clears throat> a lot of it is probably a lot of it has to do with the fact that I didn't live it in real time. Mm-hmm. Because if I had, it'd be different. But there's another person who that same thing applies to, but it was just, yeah. Um, number four is Ric Flair. 
I get it. I get it, honestly. I love Ric Flair, uh, yeah. for the record. But, uh, and, and Ric Flair, there is no question about Ric Flair on a microphone. Thanks. There's, And that's the thing. Like, that's who that man was. Yeah, he lived if it. You, if you have some time, watch Ric Flair's 30 for 30. That man should be dead. <laughs> like, I don't know what is keeping him alive at this point. He almost but died a few years ago. He almost died in the 80s. Yeah. Like, yeah. was he on that cocaine? Absolutely. Well, his character was like, I'm rich, I got a lot of women, and I'm out here partying. And that was his character. He legit did that shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, that was the best life. wrestler in the world for the longest time. So right. he was like, from state to state, country to country, my man was living it. So he was, a, he was a Dennis Rodman of wrestling. Almost like, yeah, like he was a Holly, he was like on Hollywood actor level, <laughs> like extravagance. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the I'm those those extravagant robes he wore, he had yeah. a new one every match, um, and things cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, like they oh god. His diamond, still diamond ring wearing. <laughs> Rolex like, wearing. It's yeah. stealing. Woo! Will yeah. <laughs> like oh he was so good um but again so good. i i didn't live through any of it like whenever i was alive and saw him on the mic he wasn't doing that gotcha. he, was, he was on his old man tour with like evolution gotcha yeah. yeah and so i've seen those clips but like i i never got to see him in real time do yeah. stuff yeah and sense. so that's unfortunately like I am not trying to take anything away from Ric Flair but had I lived through it it would have hit me a little different yeah and Bro. we'll talk about that a little bit later also Ric Flair said he's been with 10,000 women yeah I have no doubt that oh. is insane I don't even think I know 10,000 people that because, is crazy because I think that like Will Chamberlain said twenty thousand. I knew but, I knew that. Yeah. But I was like, Will Chamberlain, you weren't alive long enough for that. That is yeah. crazy. But I think Ric Flair, like when he wasn't in the ring, like he was bagging and tagging. Yeah, he, he was inside yes. of somebody. Bro, <laughs> that is insane. But you gotta you gotta think like dude was the most popular wrestler in the world. I mean Hogan a little bit. But like from the 70s to like the 90s, like start of the 90s, he was the guy. Like he was traveling everywhere. He had the number one belt in the world. And he was a huge celebrity. Because I think so, he was champion 16 times. Yeah. Or something. And, he, and actually, uh, and he says it's more like 24. They just don't count like the old NWA titles oh. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three, I struggle with this one. But I'm going to go. I got to go with. I think you know, I'm gonna go Chris Jericho. Okay, I'm gonna go Chris Jericho because yeah, he like he was the first person I saw to call woman a whore on national TV. Yeah, like uh, I learned a lot of words that I shouldn't have known from him. Yeah, again, I say again like that just because of him. <laughs> uh, like, and that was the great thing about like to say like yeah, he's had so many different levels. Like he actually had a great run in the late 2010s. He had this thing called the list. 
And so if anybody did anything that he didn't like or pissed him off, he'd be like, you're on the list. You put him on, you write him on the list, the crowd go crazy. But he, like, dude is just, he's funny. He he pretty much can make any word, like, popular. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chris Jericho, like, to this day, I watch him today because he still wrestles and still does stuff. Like, he's still amazing. Like, right now, he does. Basically, he's, he's doing this thing where he goes, I'm the greatest sports entertainer in the world. Which is like in AEW, like that's the worst thing you can call somebody is, is a sports entertainer. Like they they're big on like call each other pro wrestlers. That's like old school pro. He's like, no, I'm a sports entertainer. He was like, um, he and he says he's a wizard. Like it's some. He says this shit just because it's obnoxious and he knows that particular crowd is gonna hate it. Yeah. So yeah, he's a uh, dude. Is hilarious. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, Brandon, the world would crucify me for number four. You are going to crucify me for number three. Okay. Number three, Stone Cold. How? Uh, we'll, talk, earth. we'll talk on about Earth two. What, what <laughs> um, Stone Cold on a mic. He was he was so good. I don't. There's not much else to say other than the fact that he was. So good. Yeah. Um, and he was just himself. Like, he didn't have to do very much character. Like, he was just an angry man from Texas drinking beer and stunning folks. Right. Sounds like the good old American dream to me. Yeah. But he was, <laughs> and, you know, if they had allowed any hard cussing, like, I know he would have been letting them fly. Oh, yeah. 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 But, Stone Cold, like, on the mic, he was incredible. Now, if this was, like, just antics outside of the ring, he's probably number one. Yeah. Uh, because the whole thing with the guitar and, like, the tiny um, hat, the, the tiny cowboy hat, yeah. the turn angle, and the, the, the beer truck and the milk truck, and yeah. just, just his, the, the grocery store, him and Booker T. Oh, yeah. yeah. The the hospital with the bedpan, like his just stuff that he just did. Yeah. Hilarious. Like it was it was so good. Yeah. Like I could have watched Stone Cold doing things for two hours, like without <laughs> without any other wrestling, and I would have been fine. Right. But yeah, uh, Stone Cold on the mic though, like he, yeah, he he was right to the point. Oh yeah, he was. I say solid choice. I mean, I obviously I disagree on the placement, but I mean, hey, that's neither here nor there. Did you did you skip number four, Brandon? No, I'm on number two. Man. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I went first. Yeah, um, number two for me, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Uh, to me, he's always behind Stone Cold, no matter what list it is. But yeah, The Rock was outstanding. I mean, we all know that. Um, he really took off once they put the mic in his hand and he was able to just do his thing because he really took off when he was a heel. He was part of the Nation of Domination, cold group, underrated for black men, uh, taking pride in their culture. Um, but he really took off then because he was able to just do his thing and make fun of people and, and do that. 
but then he got somewhat popular. He became a good guy, and, you know, took off from there. But yeah, there were like so many sayings, so many and millions and like just little stuff. And like he would flirt with the little uh with the little announcer girl who was interviewing him in the back. Like, dude was just like his improv game was crazy. He could make fun of anybody and they look stupid. Like, yeah, The Rock was just he was on a different level. First of all, I had never heard of the Nation of Domination until just now, until I looked it up. I did not what? know this was a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know this was a thing. I thought oh. we had talked about it a little bit. Yeah, at least I must. I must didn't look it up at that time. I I never seen these dudes. Heavily underrated. Like heavily underrated. D'Lo, amazing. Mark Henry, amazing. Oh, like, okay. Farouk. See, Farouk. okay. So I knew the Mark Godfather and Farouk. I didn't know they yeah. were part of this though. Yeah, the Nation of Domination. Like we are the Nation of Domination. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun. At the end of the match, they all put up their, their yeah. Fists. I see, I see them yep. doing the fist. It's it's just so funny just to see all these buff ass dudes like this. So yeah, but, hmm. learn something new every day. Yeah. So my my number two is the Macho Man Age. Savage. Now the Macho Man, I did get to see a little bit of him when I was alive. Um, yeah. Because he he was on his you know his back nine. I had seen him when he was on WCW a little bit, yeah. And I remember seeing some interviews with him, and then like super random stuff. Like I remember loving him because he did a voice in Dexter's Laboratory, and <laughs> oh, I know, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he showed up in the first Spider-Man movie. I got you for three minutes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I remember it, that too. So he showed up in like random stuff. So I, I always liked him. But then when I saw the cream, the cream of the, of the crop, that that I think that's that one is the goat to me. Like yeah. when I saw I watched it like nine times. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, I have to watch it again. Yeah. Like it, the cream. He was doing magic tricks and shit. He was making <laughs> little, and that's the thing. <laughs> Randy Savage, he had props. Yeah, he did. Like, as Brandon mentioned, you get a full experience whenever Randy Savage cuts a promo because there was one time he was like, nothing but garbage. And he had a trash can that he pulled from behind a cape. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the Macho Man, he, oh, he was so good. Like, his, yeah. it, it, he was hilarious. And, Again, as Brandon said, sometimes he would say some shit. Be like, oh, "I oh, yeah, oh my!" Like that yeah. that hit me in the chest a little bit. Exactly. Ooh, so yeah, it's got to be the macho man because the the entire presentation. Um, again, the fact that he had props, the big macho man shades, the voice. Like, brother, I didn't care about him in the ring. I didn't care about him wrestling. I just wanted to see him talk to Mean Gene. Oh yeah, yeah about yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like just or even when he's mad because Hulk Hogan, like he he was that angry Fucking, rant. Yeah. About Hulk Hogan, he's just breathing heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just can't take it. it See, I love Macho because I've always been the I've always liked the guy who's getting hated on. Like you know, I'm a Vegeta guy. To me, Macho Man was the Vegeta of the WWF at the time. 
Hogan was the Goku. Hogan, Hogan was the pushed to the ninth degree. Like for whatever some, reason. Yeah, like, for whatever I reason. I don't get it. I don't get it. He's popular with the kids. He's selling a lot of toys, so they just roll with him. Whereas Macho Man is a ten times like actually is an outstanding wrestler. Like had every had but could still, like you said, cut the promo, still merchandise, like everybody had looking uh like the shades, the all the stuff. And then when he got with uh what was the beef jerky? Uh uh what was the beef jerky thing he used to be a part of? Uh, Slim, oh, Slim Jims. Yeah. Bring it to Slim, Slim Jims. Yeah. Took that off. Like, they took that to a different level. But, yeah, like, Randy, man. Outstanding. Yeah, the macho man. Like, I... The macho man. Like, I... I say stuff in his accent sometimes. Like, anytime I say doesn't matter. Yeah. I say <laughs> doesn't matter. Because yeah. whenever he was doing the cream... Of the yeah. crop, he like put it on his head and then fell off. And on balance, off balance doesn't matter. I'm better. <laughs> like <laughs> the macho man. Like yeah, he's so good. Yeah. See, I, anytime I, I reference that regularly. Yeah. Anytime I cut like a random promo, just be bullshitting. I do it in Randy Randy Savage voice. Just yeah, see. that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. Um, I mean, number one for me. I think we all know. It's uh, the GOAT, the greatest ever laced in boots, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and it's a funny thing because I'm a Stone Cold is my favorite, but it's funny because I feel like I'm in a minority when it comes to Stone Cold fans. I feel like most Stone Cold fans are like late 90s Stone Cold fans. Like, like you said, like the beer, shooting the beer on Vince McMahon and, you know, uh, beating Bret Hart and all that shit. I'm more of a too, too early 2000s where he was still, uh, like, doing great stuff. But then I love, like you said, when he turned to heel and he was doing the funny stuff, like, you saw his, how outstanding he was at everything. Like, there was no weaknesses in his game. And uh, and the what chant, like, it's unfortunate now because they still say it and it's annoying. But, yeah, he'd be like, uh, like, what are you wearing? What? What? Like, shit was hilarious. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, Stone Cold on the mic. There's really no one better than him. Uh, I remember one time, <laughs> it was funny, like, because y'all know Triple A come out, does a little water in his mouth, stands up there, wait for his music, just spits it out. Yeah. He does the, takes the, one time Stone Cold was just standing in the ring, he's like, ah, ah, cut, that's, <laughs> cut the music off. <laughs> and this is, Triple H still has the water in his mouth. <laughs> so and he he's, can't spit it out. He's, he's trying not to laugh. You can see it on Triple H's face because I don't think he expected it. And so he's trying not to laugh. And so he's like, eh, eh, I got something to talk to you about. Get in the ring. I ain't got time for all that. And so <laughs> Triple H is like, wait, what? Like, he's like, I'm, and then Stone Cold's like, uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And then it was hilarious, bro. And like you could tell Triple H is like taking everything in his soul not to bust out laughing, but he's trying to stay in character. But like, bro, it was like little stuff like that I love the most. It's a great, a great one that I still reference sometimes is when him and the rocker, like, I think it's their last show before WrestleMania. And they they sing have a sing along together. Shit is hilarious, bro. Like, I actually think I just saw that that sing along scene. I think yeah. I want to say yesterday, the day before. Once again, got on Twitter and yeah, it, it popped up. 
Yeah, bro. That that whole segment right there was why them dudes would go. Because they was going at it and it was intense as hell. But then Stone Cold was like, you know what? Uh let's let's lighten the mood a little bit. How about how about you want to sing? And Rob was like, what the fuck? Like, no. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like staring. He like took a piece of lint off the off the rock's yeah. uh, shoulder and everything. Yeah. He put his hand on his shoulder and then the rock moved his hand. He's like, don't touch me. And he's yeah. like, you just put your hand on him. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, it was that's funny. Yeah, I just I just saw that video. Yeah, that was an outstanding. But yeah, the GOAT, number one. For me, number one is The Rock. Like the rock on the mic, because a I lived through all of it, but right. and and so I think that the rock had the most crowd involvement that I've seen, and I don't mean I I don't mean I mean with like different things, like he had. A bunch of different things oh, yeah. he could go to Millions. that the crowd would because I remember finally the oh, yeah. rock has yeah. come back. Like if you walked by my bedroom while the rock was talking, you'd think <laughs> I was a crazy person. <laughs> he was the only he was the only wrestler that got me talking out loud yeah. while he was on. Cause they always at the beginning of you know the night, the announcers would always say where they are. Yeah, and so I always knew where The Rock had finally come back. Right. right. Um, again, the millions and millions. And millions. Yeah. The uh, he would ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> does it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your name. Is. Like <laughs> I was. It was so yeah, good. Rudy, yeah, Rudy Pooh, Candy uh, Ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> candy Ass. Who in the blue hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Like he was quotable. Oh, he, just, he had so much. And whether he was just cutting, he referred to himself in the third person. Oh, that was I loved that was it. one yeah. of the greatest uh, things I've ever heard. One. Yeah, one of the best yeah. things, like you and the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he never said I. You know, I, I, I completely forgot about that. Like he yeah. always did refer to himself in third person. That's true. Yeah. You to go one guy? on one mm-hmm. with the great, the great one. one. Yep. Like, do you think that'll work in real life if I just like stop saying I, I just start referring to myself as a third third person? Uh, think, you might sound crazy. Yeah, I don't you think know you should that do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there are too many Jordans. People are gonna think you're talking about somebody else. <laughs> that is that's a good point. That's true. Also, the rocks like fashion game was stupid. My man had my man was ahead of his time. Like what people are wearing out here today, like these nice Versace shirts and shit. And my man was rocking that in like the 90s. The Rock made me want to wear leather. Cause That's, he had he had I a mean, leather vest and leather pants. No, he and, did. It was dope. I, mean, I don't he think had the I belt. Wear he had the belt with the uh little Brahma bull on it. Yeah, with the yeah, with the buckle. Yeah, like yeah. He, yeah, I I had never wanted to wear a vest so bad. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like the the rock, he was he was too much. And Every time he was on the mic, and then of course you know everybody knows about the eyebrow. Oh, oh yeah, gotcha. oh yeah. There's uh, some bitch sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn that some bitch sideways and shove it up your candy ass. Yeah, like, yeah. He was he was too much. It was so yeah. good. Uh, the eyebrow was always yeah. right on time. Nope. Uh, 
Like, yeah, whenever he was flirting with Lillian. Yeah. Uh, referring to his strudel. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when he kissed Trish Stratus. Everybody went crazy. Yeah. Like, finally somebody. Where the hell y'all been? Like, he finally did it. But yeah, he oh, he was he was so good. Jabroni? Oh yeah. Yeah, Jabroni. Yeah. I, I remember he, that. Oh, and he was he was clowning people. Yeah. He was like, I, rem- I remember when Chris Jericho tried to interrupt him. He wasn't having it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember they oh. was tag teaming against uh Stephanie. They both were just calling her name. Like, Coming at Stephanie took so much shit. Yeah, shout out to her. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because in real life, I would have been like, hold up. Like, y'all ain't about to just be calling me all these names. Like, that's just yeah. not going to happen. I mean, and she knew the deal. But, I mean, she did. But yeah. but for uh, business. Yeah. And I think she got, she kind of got back at him whenever she was like, this is my ring. These are my fans. Get your little ass out of my ring. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. Rhonda came out. But Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, that was, he was, he was, he was too much on the mic. Like he, he was so good every time. Right. And like I said, he was coming after everybody. Thanks. Nobody was safe. Thanks. Yeah, if so, he yeah. imitated you, you were, it was a wrap for you. And this like his yeah, like his imitations were really good actually. Yeah, I remember he would do like the Stone Cold. I mean, he would do like uh, Triple H or Undertaker. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah. yeah, he oh, he was too much, and yeah, his like you don't want it on the mic with him. Like, don't 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 catch him at the barber shop. Don't try to roast him. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know why Kevin Hart like tries. Yeah, like, I know. Kevin Hart. I love, I love them. Like, them two together. I love them two together, man. Yeah, I do too. But I'll be like, Kevin, I know you're an improv guy, but this dude done did it. Yeah, you don't want these problems. Is, yeah, you don't I, want it. I I understand you're a comedian, right. and like. This is what you do, but like this is what this man does, right? Consistently, but yeah, yeah I'm thankful as a Stone Cold fan because I feel like sometimes if my favorite wrestler was like Booker T, right, and he walked out there and he got to talk against The Rock, I'd be like, I'd be like a little afraid. I'd be like, yeah. Where Stone Cold, I was like, all right, they gonna hold Stone Cold will hold his own. Yeah. yeah, but like. Yeah, when he there were a lot of people. Yeah, like if 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 the if the Rock is up there or if the Rock comes out, it's not going well for them. Yeah, when Booker T walked out, he was like, "Who the Rudy Pooh? <laughs> like, who the hell are you?" I was just like, "Damn, like <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you gotta do Booker T like that." The disrespect, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a good list. Good list. Yeah. Well, um, anything else we want to talk about? I mean, not talk about, but we want to mention before we hit our closing. That's it, man. Let us know if you guys like the wrestling ones. Let us know if you like any particular topic. It'll it'll definitely help us out um, yeah. moving forward. And you know, anytime you want to talk wrestling, you know where you can find us at? Hey. On Twitter. On Twitter. Say great. Uh, there you go. Follow us at the LMG Podcast. And like I said, we are more than happy to talk about wrestling. Um, I, I've seen I've seen us getting into it with some people here recently about some wrestling, but you know, I don't know, was it wrestling? No, nah, it was something else. It was something else. They know yeah, not to come. Yeah. They know not to come, <laughs> come from you. <laughs> so yeah, if you got your opinions, let us know. Uh, we'll definitely you know respond back to you. Uh, also check us out on YouTube. You know, subscribe, follow, like all of that good stuff at the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. 
and leave a uh, leave reviews like on our podcast, whatever platform you use. Yeah, I don't know. Review. I assume Apple Podcasts. You can leave reviews. I, I think yeah, you can pretty much everything. Yeah, we yeah. we have. I think we have eleven reviews on there right now. Oh, we're on, on Apple. Hmm? Oh, I did not know that. Shit, I didn't know I like that. that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, leave a review. We always love to you know hear the feedback. If you're liking us, you know you're loving us. Let us know. So we're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. I'm forever melanated. <laughs> <laughs>